More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Entrepreneurship Wednesday on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is powered by We Energies, energy you can depend on. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. This afternoon, I'm excited to have with me uh, the folks from Fork Farms and Teens Grow Greens. Dr. Sylvia Wilson is the program director for Teens Grow Greens, which which is really the only thing I really want to talk about, right? Micaela DuPont, along with Alec. Now, Alex, you're president of Fork Farms, but I don't want to say your last name because I know I'm going to get it wrong. Taink? How do you say that? Yeah, you're right. That's oh, it. I got it right. So that's that's like a guess. So I guess I'm I'm okay, right? <laughs> welcome, it. welcome you all. This is I'm really excited to be here. First of all, you're you're one of the few people. I think you're my second group of uh, um, people who I've I've had in for this sponsorship by We Energies to talk to local organizations and groups that are really doing some phenomenal things in Milwaukee and southeastern Wisconsin. And so I have the liberty of knowing Micaela in another life, and she turned me on to this thing about teens growing greens, and I went and checked it out on the south side. And I'm thinking to myself, have I been missing, like, growing food and growing things? And then I thought about the pandemic. I thought about, I thought about all the things that you guys do with fork farms, and I thought that would probably be something we need to talk about so that we can deal with some of the food issues that are in Milwaukee and things of that nature. And so if you could do me the honor, and I guess we'll, we'll, start, we'll start with Alex, kind of tell me about yourself, how all this got started, and, and just what, what brought you to this organization. Sure. Well, uh, yeah, and thanks so much for for bringing us on. We're we're really excited by what's going on uh, in in Milwaukee. Uh, my background is uh, I started off as a a singer, a musician, actually, and uh, I was living out in New York, and I met uh, a guy randomly growing food on a rooftop, of all things. And I thought, man, that's crazy to see in the middle of a huge city all this food growing kind of out of nowhere on this oasis in the middle of a huge town. And um, I had to get involved with it uh, during that summer. You know, I, I volunteered and we were growing food mostly for folks uh, that were eating at the food pantry, which was uh, interestingly in the first floor of the same building that the farm was on. So we were literally walking the food from the roof down to the first floor to, to feed people in the community that, uh, you know, didn't, didn't otherwise have access to that fresh food. And uh, it really stuck with me. And through it, I started eating better. So I had never really grown my own food before. And in eating my own food, I just naturally, for some reason, just started eating better. And I started feeling better. And pretty soon, you know, I was getting over some, you know, physical and mental health stuff I had going on at the time. And it just... Um, I got to tell you, it was, it was the single most incredible transformational moment of my life, I think, at this point, maybe barring the birth of my son, you know, and uh, 
And and from that, I, you know, we had the idea: how do you how do you help other people have the same experience? And that's really what Fork Farms is all about. We're trying to figure out how can we connect communities all over the world now with growing their own food. How do we make it easy, accessible, affordable, easy? And we were fortunate enough to meet uh, Sylvia and her team a few years ago, and we've been thinking of different ways along the time of how do we collaborate and you know how mm-hmm. can we help them and, and lift up their mission and. Um, you know, we've we've recently started doing some really uh, really exciting things together. And so, Mikaela, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got tied in? I know you you have a background in science and teaching, and how did you end up with Teens Grow Greens? Yes, that's correct. Uh, thank you for having me, Dr. Harris. I came to Teens Grow Greens in December of last year. I do have a background in science education. I graduated in 2019 from St. Norbert College with a degree in teaching middle school science. And in 2018, I came to Milwaukee to teach summer school and I really fell in love with the city. I was teaching fourth grade uh, math and reading. Um, I knew that I wanted to move to Milwaukee to teach, but I wasn't sure what age range or what um, which discipline I wanted to teach math, science, reading, but I decided um, to take on an opportunity as a middle school math and science teacher. And after doing that for a little while, I realized that my strengths were really in connecting the youth to environmental science and having them experience nature hands-on. And so I wanted to find a uh, organization that really allowed me to focus on that. And so in December of 2019, I came on to Teens Grow Greens as their um, Southside educator for their nine-month internship program. And I've been loving it ever since. Wow. You seem to have taken over the world when it comes to having that particular niche as it relates to Teens Grow Greens. Because I've, I've kind of seen you in your in your uh, space and and you seem to have have really nailed that but then there's there's dr sylvia wilson who who kind of seems to be the 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 guiding force in all this stuff as program director how'd you become uh connected with all these great partners and all these great people well thank you again dr harris for having us on and so yeah, I was born, born and raised in Milwaukee, um, basically been working with young people since I was around 19 years old. Um, I actually got uh, started in, in youth ministry during that time, um, was working in youth ministry until I met my husband, got married in my mid-20s, um, and just in, in that um, environment, we just found that working with young people, there were a lot of things that we wanted to address with them that we just weren't able to within that context of church. And so we decided to step out and start our own business. And so we started um, a business um, called MKE Grind, so Milwaukee Grind. And we developed our own entrepreneurship uh, curriculum. And we were basically coming alongside of uh, nonprofit organizations and taking some of what they were already teaching in the community and helping them develop that into job training programs. So it just so happens that we started in 2014, the same time that Charlie Eline, the executive director of Teens for Greens, actually launched uh, Teens for Greens. 
And so he actually reached out to us during that time. Um, and within a couple of years, we had actually started to come in um, under contract with Teams of Greens and teach the entrepreneurship unit. And so we uh, did that for about three years, and then things um, kind of shifted with our business, and the program director position actually became available full-time. And so um, I applied for that, and I've transitioned into, um, into that programming. So really... Um, just having, enjoying my time here at Teams for Greens is, you know, I don't just say it because I work here. One of the reasons why I decided to transition into full time here is just because um, it's one of the organizations I think that's working with the young people in the city that actually get it. And what I mean by get it is that it's not, yes, we teach urban agriculture. Yes, we're teaching some of those hard skills and some of the essential skills when it comes to job uh, skills and training. But we're really about helping individual young people grow and develop and really find their own identity and their own leadership and the power in that leadership and really trying to support them in that. And so it's, it's been a blast. And so if, if, if I understand it right, before we take a break, you operate this partnership, you operate a farm. And so my, my question is, can I have a farm in Milwaukee? <laughs> so we wait, 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 wait. Why is that so funny? Why, why is it when I ask that question, it's funny? Why is that funny? Like, I can have a so farm you, in my backyard, could, right? You absolutely could have a farm <laughs> okay. in Milwaukee. And so right. I guess, you know, we, we call them urban gardens. Um, you definitely can call them a farm. Um, but we basically are working, you know, and there's certain target neighborhoods that we're working within mm-hmm. um, that have urban farms. But we also have Weber's Greenhouse which is a social enterprise. It's owned by Teams Grow Greens, and so that's a greenhouse and also a retail, a garden retail space. So that's also run by our um, intern or our apprentices here in the program. All right. So when we come back, I, I want to I talk to Alex. I want to dig deep into the, into the whole fork farms thing, and, and, and how do you get to own a farm? I don't really get that. Uh, it's it, it seems it seems strange, but when you look at the whole the whole ecosystem of teens grow greens and apprenticeships and entrepreneurship and all those things, it seems to come together pretty nicely. So if, so when we come back, we'll be we'll be talking to Alex about that, among other things, teens grow greens, partnerships, all sorts of things. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We Energy's business. Today we're talking to Fork Farms, Teens, Grow Greens. So my question to Alex is, and I, I, okay, so what do we call, they're not called farms, they're called what? Oh, well, you can call them whatever you want. Farm, <laughs> garden. All right. You know. I'm going to try to work with the garden piece, but. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out. So you you have an initiative, um, the Flex Farm. So what 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 is that and who should have one? 
Yeah, yeah. Cool question. So, so basically, our company is all about this thing that we invented. Uh, it took us a long time to figure it out, and so it's an indoor vertical farm system, right? And so what that means is that we go, we grow plants that people can eat indoors. So that means no sunlight. We don't need the sun. No soil. So all the plants are grown in water, basically. And the units designed where the plants get like just what they need to optimize their growth. So they grow about twice as fast as they do outdoors. You can have food in the middle of February in Wisconsin. You know, it doesn't matter. There's no pesticides, no herbicides, super clean food. And our claim to fame is that we figured out a way to do it with significantly less energy, like less uh, power required than everybody else. And so we can grow food in a system like this for, uh, in a lot of cases, less than a dollar per pound, which is even cheaper. You can get it at the grocery store. And, um, and it, uh, it's about the size of a, a refrigerator. Now I feel bad. Because that means that I could have been I could have been growing stuff for years and years. And so, you know, as I think back through the pandemic, um, this would have been something that had people understood and known they could have either grown things and sold it or just created something that would benefit a community like Milwaukee. How how successful has this been? Well, it's, it's honestly grown a lot over the years. You know, we, this is kind of a new thing, right? Like no one's ever thought of like, hey, I can actually be a farmer anywhere at any time. Like if people used to think you needed 40 acres and you know, that's, that's what it took, but it's a new world now, right? This is the new way to farm, we think. And a lot of people are catching on to it. And um, our business, you know, our, our organization's only been around for four years, but um, we're, we're doubling, almost tripling in the number of these installations we're doing year over year. And now we're in 30 states, four countries. We've got over 800 installations out there now. And it's, it's a really wide range of folks. You know, people put them in their homes. But uh-huh. A lot of people, they, they're putting them in schools and they're putting them in food pantries and in hospitals and in, uh, in, in corporate cafeterias and offices and I mean, you name it, we probably have a, a location there because it really all it takes is one person who wants to change the nature of how they eat and think about food, and we help make it happen. So for somewhere around four, I'm, I'm just assuming, somewhere around four or $5,000 instead of millions you spend on land, I can actually create something that I can use as an entrepreneur to sell and feed my family exactly exactly and so with our partnership with teens grow greens you know they they know the city of milwaukee they Mm -hmm. understand the people they understand the community they they know how to make real impact here and so for us it's a perfect partnership because we can come in and provide a tool and a resource to really help activate what they are really really great at and so our goal is to figure out how can we build the next generation of farmers right here in the middle of Milwaukee and how can we help like really change the food that's available to people in the city 
you know, it's folks who are going to the food pantries or eating at school or, or anywhere, right? How do we work together to transform what that looks like? And so it, it seems to me Fork Farms is a, is a bigger, more robust um, business and program. But then you have Teens Grow Greens where, where it seems to kind of whittle down to the individual who needs to learn, you know, agriculture and, and address systemic things in a community. Dr. Wilson, how, what's the mission of Teens Grow Greens? I know it's, in my mind, it's pretty simple. You know, you learn how to grow things and you can eat things in your backyard. But in the end, what are, what are some of the outcomes you expect teens to have once they're done? Yeah, so uh, again, we utilize teen uh, growing as a tool, again, for helping to develop young people. Um, we have two different levels of um, paid job training that we provide to our young people. So there's the internship, and then we have an apprenticeship program as well. And so really our goal um, has broadened over the years. Um, and I think right now we're looking at a vision of, you know, healthy and healed communities that are grown by teens. And so we really, again, want young people to develop that self-efficacy, um, that self-identity, understand their own power to change and transform things around them, their own lives, but then also, you know, assist with helping to transform the lives of their families and people in their community. And ultimately, again, utilize their, their power and their skills to help, um, you know, our big, big picture vision is to really have self-sustaining communities. Um, and so, it, you know, we want our young people to realize that they have a role in that, that they have a hand in that, that they actually can be the pioneers in their own communities to help transform, to ensure that their communities have, you know, access to fresh food, that they have access to clean water, that they have access to, to clean energy and infrastructure, um, great learning experiences and training experiences, medical care and mental behavior health care, um, and even digging into some of those, you know, more ancestral and indigenous ways of knowing and understanding um, in their self-identity as well as um, homeopathic and, and, and uh, medicine. And so those are all things that we uh, try to incorporate within the, in the program, mm -hmm. again, because the big picture vision is for those healthy and healed communities that are actually led by teenagers. And so what if I'm not old enough to be a, an apprentice? Like, is, is there a pre-apprentice program or is there something that, that teaches me what this is? So we are currently work with high school students. So we are uh, basically targeting ninth and 10th grade students for our internship program. And in the internship program, they kind of get a taste of everything um, that is going on with the, um, with the apprenticeship programs. Then once they're done with the internship program, they can choose one of the tracks in our apprenticeship program. That includes greenhouse growing, um, urban farming, or, or, or gardening, right? Um, entrepreneurship, education, uh, food and beverage, and um, maintenance, grounds and maintenance. Um, and then they get that year of training in the pre-apprenticeship and that first year to get their skills up to competencies with the, the DWD. Um, and then that sec we have a second year of pre-apprenticeship where they're actually able to uh, train and get some leadership um, skills. So they're actually placed with um, community partners and they have to actually lead 
a, a project with those community partners. Now, for the younger kids, you're talking about K through eight. Right. Um, we do have a program called Kids Grow Greens, and so the teens are actually in charge of creating curriculum and creating um, educational videos. Um, and we're actually starting to expand um, starting this fall into the schools where some of those apprentices can be placed into classrooms or in after-school spaces in the K-8 schools to actually teach some of the same things that they're learning within the program. And so connect the dots. You mentioned something that I hadn't thought of. How are you connected, before we go to break, how are you connected with the Department of Workforce Development? So we currently, uh, we just recently actually were certified as a pre-apprenticeship program. Um, and so those pre-apprenticeship uh, programs, again, those six tracks that I talked to you about, we're certified to be able to um, provide um, apprenticeship hours for young people who are completing those uh, programs with us. Wow, that's interesting. And so when we come back, we want to, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Micaela, so I'm, I'm gonna let her know now <laughs> before we go to break to to really look at working with youth. That that seems to be, and so I, I kind of took a sneak peek on the South Side and saw her working with youth and her interaction. And I want to I want to hear when we come back about about why these skills are so pivotal to youth and young people in Milwaukee. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon live from American Family Insurance Studio. At Radio City, I'm Dr. Ken Harris. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We've got the folks from Fork Farms, Teens, Grow Greens, you name it, every single person is here now i gotta say before i talk to Micaela, i feel like a slacker i'm looking at the stuff that you guys are doing and i'm looking at all the you got 30 partners 470 partners globally i'm a slacker like it's you all have done so much in in the agriculture technology part that for you to think hey why aren't we starting a generation of kids in ninth and 10th grade so that when, if they decide to go to college, it's agriculture and technology. And if they decide not to go to college, they actually have an entrepreneurial opportunity or even a job. And so with that, Micaela, how, how and why do you think this is so pivotal in the lives of young people? Uh, great question. Yeah, uh, urban agriculture, whether it's taking place in a greenhouse, a community garden, or an urban farm, is really the perfect place for uh, experiential, hands-on learning that can really transform teens' lives. So through urban agriculture, we're seeing teens um, learning and practicing leadership, they're cultivating responsibility, and they're developing some really healthy lifestyle habits. So we can talk about leadership. Mm-hmm. As the teens work together to complete the, the necessary tasks at the garden, we're seeing them really become aware of where their strengths are. We see teens showing passion and coming to the, coming to the garden with a skill for a certain task, and they naturally embrace leadership in that activity. So, um, for example, when tasked with helping to do some uh, jobs around the garden, like building a shed, we see teens who volunteer um, and take leadership in their own unique ways. So some are coming with 
backpacks full of their own personal power tools or coming ready to read every detail of the manual and making sure no piece was missed. And as they help their coworkers, they're developing their leadership styles and learning really the nuances of guiding and working alongside a team of their peers. And so why Milwaukee? And, well, I mean, in our, the target communities that we're working with is so Weber's Greenhouse, which mm-hmm. um, has been the home of Teams for Greens for, um, since it started in 2014, we recently acquired it about three years ago, um, is in the Rufus King neighborhood. Um, but we also work within the Silver Spring neighborhood, the Muskego Way neighborhood, Amani, um, and Clark Square. Well, you know, we're predominantly serving black and Latinx kids. And so, I mean, when we're talking about, um, you know, even the students that we're working with, many of them, 90 90 to 95% of them do do not actually go on to higher education. Um, They actually want to go right into a career pathway. And so, again, we're working on really developing personal skills, that, that human developmental piece. But then also we're, you know, given an opportunity for a sense of belonging, that which is huge, it's kind of foundational to Teams for Greens. Like when teams first enter that internship, that is what we're really working on, developing that culture of belonging um, and them really understanding that, that we accept them and that they're, they're here and we're here to help them grow. Um, and again, because they're, you know, as someone who's gotten a PhD <laughs> and still paying that off, by the way, <laughs> uh, I do understand that. I mean, you know, it's like uh, there's there's so many different ways to gain the knowledge and the experience mm-hmm. and get the learning that's needed for people to be successful in life. And so that doesn't always mean that you have to go through the four-year university or go through that tier of education. I would love to see more and more of even some of the, the quote-unquote elite or academic knowledge really brought into the communities and have the communities really take possession of them, repossess that knowledge, really, mm-hmm. um, and really begin to um, distribute that amongst the youth um, and really starting to help the young people understand their purpose um, in, as being future elders within the community um, and really taking on that, that um, mantle, if you will, of leadership at an early age and really striving to try to help build their community as they build themselves. So because we know all of the issues that are happening in Milwaukee, you know, we know all the statistics that are happening in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. um, this is a great, I think, model. Um, and what we're trying to develop really is a model that could be utilized in other cities across um, the nation across the world um, to help develop young people who are specifically in food deficits and marginalized communities. Now, a little birdie told me that that you all are in the middle of a of a of a, a fundraising activity, and this project involves Weber's greenhouse. It does. So um, Weber's greenhouse right now we have about uh, four. Greenhouse is one main greenhouse, and then um, about four houses, actually. Um, and so as we are trying to expand opportunities for young people, um, and we really just want a home base where we can, you know, uh, just call our space, um, Weber's is being redeveloped. And so we are, I guess, the little birdie, the little cat is out of the bag. We're about to launch a capital campaign to raise funds for the redevelopment of Weber's. And it will not only have um, a teaching greenhouse, which we are partnering with Fork Farms on, so they will be able to bring in um, some of their hydroponic units 
and teaching about um, the vertical growing for not only our teams, but also for the community. Um, there's also going to be production greenhouses that are there. There will be a full-fledged cafe, a commercial kitchen for teaching um, culinary and cooking classes, and also for some entrepreneurial endeavors, because a lot of our teams in their entrepreneurship piece of the program actually create food-based products, and right. so we want them to have a space where they can actually create that and continue building their business if they like to. Um, and of course, office space, but then also community meeting space, so that we can also open the doors to provide more um, learning experiences for the community at large. Hmm. I have a I have a question for Alex. So you mentioned something earlier. What did you mean by when, when you said that when you when you utilize uh, fork farms and flex farms that you eat better? Yeah. Yeah, that's an awesome question. Um, so we've got a, a theory. And the theory is that we, as a people, right, across Milwaukee, across Wisconsin, the U.S., like, we've gotten pretty disconnected from where our food comes from and what we're putting in our body. And our theory is that just by helping people build a different kind of relationship with food, that on its own will change the way that people eat and think about food. And we're finding now over and over and over again that it's true that when people kind of take up the mantle and say, yeah, I'm going to be a farmer, you know, I'm going to, you know, run a Teens Grow, Grow Greens location and I'm going to, you know, feed my pantry or, you know, I want to, you know, build a, a small farm and run my own business or whatever the, whatever the flavor this takes on, people are reporting to us time and time again that they're eating more fresh food, that they feel better about eating fresh food, it feels mm -hmm. less scary, it feels less weird, it just, the perception changes, and then everything that comes from that is where the magic is, right? Because we're not like a doctor looking at people and saying, hey, you've got to eat better, right? Because who likes to do right. that? But if you're involved in something and you're growing things that you are putting your love into, how could that not just fundamentally shift how you view that thing? And then all of the, let's call them collateral benefits, right, that come from that is really what we're all about as organizations. I think that's really where Teens Grow Greens and Fork Farms is right together, in my opinion, is we, we want people to not have the health issues, to not have the costs that come along with that, to not be, you know, feeling more negatively because of, you know, this food that we're putting in our body because we feel like we have to for some reason. Like, and these are things that we are finding just naturally evolve and naturally happen, and it's, and it's not something people necessarily have to think about. They just have to be involved. And so with, with inflation, you know, slowly rising and the cost of food going up, Dr. Wilson, where do you position Teens Grow Greens in that space where a neighborhood can 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 find this advantageous? Absolutely. Um, you know, again, one of that the, the, our big big picture visions is to really see um, neighborhoods have these self-sustaining systems within them, and so. Um, we see helping young people, helping the community learn um, how to grow food as being uh, central. Um, 
basically being able to uh, grow that food in, in a lot of the, the communities that we're working in, again, there are food deserts. They have been petitioning, you know, uh, some of these ma- uh, major grocers to come into their communities and for, you know, a, a list of reasons, they've decided not to. So we're also exploring what does it look like for communities to have community uh, and resident-led um, grocers, um, having them connected to um, community gardens that are producing the food that will then go into those grocers, which would include those uh, flex farms from Fort Farms, because, again, that opens the door to that year-round availability for produce. Um, and then how do we also work together with communities so that they can monetize these systems um, so that they are self-sustaining? So not only are you know, they providing um, additional um, access to fresh food, but it, it's self-sustaining. They're providing jobs, additional jobs within the community. Um, and altogether, it's just basically helping to contribute to the transformation of the community itself. So does the... Does the food go directly to the people from the farm or does the model use a retail space or or is it is it set up so that it can do both? So our model currently is that the food that is that's grown in our um, gardens, some of that actually goes to some of the the teens and their families. Um, and the remainder of that actually goes to local food pantries. And so within each of the communities that we're working within, we are actually connected with food pantries there, and so that distribution happens there. But again, we are wanting to help communities kind of create an infrastructure where they can, again, create um, a, a community-led grocery store um, and, again, be able to kind of create their own Food, eco- food system ecology, if you will, in those communities. All right. So when we come back, we'll talk to each of you and we'll get some information and some last words on what the future looks like for your organization and your partners. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Dr. Ken Harris, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at Radio City. You are listening to The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris, sponsored by Concordia University, Wisconsin, on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. In the... On the phone, we have, I was about to say, in the studio, you know, we're just having a conversation. Michaela Dupont, Alex Tyink. Did I get that right, Alex? Nailed it. All right. And Dr. Sylvia Wilson, program director extraordinaire for Teams Grow Greens. Alex is with Fork Farms. And I'm jealous because I should have known this about 20. Where were you 20 years ago? Just, just a speck of an idea out <laughs> in the universe, man. Uh, it, it's, it's been a pretty fast ramp up for us. And so, last, last words. I'll start with Alex. Alex, what does the future look like for your organization and your partnership? Sure. Um, well, speaking to our organization, uh, we see a future where the ability and the power to 
own your food supply chain, to own food production, is in the hands not just of all people, but particularly in the hands of the people that we think need it most, the people that, you know, have been disproportionately affected by our current food supply. Um, That's where we want to work. And, you know, we think that in doing that, we're going to significantly lower the amount of distance food travels. You know, it'll be walked feet to where it's eaten as opposed to driven thousands of miles because of that. Right. It'll be significantly more nutritious. It'll be a lot more advertising. People will be more engaged in the process, so they'll want to eat it more, and that'll make them feel better. Um, We see it just completely elevating the nature of how people grow and eat food. Um, And we want to impact that globally. I think we've we've got a technology and we've got a group of like-minded people that we, I think, are uniquely positioned to bring this idea to the world. And what we found is our challenge is just people – it's new, right? Like people don't even realize that this is possible, right? And um, you're not the first one to ask, like, why haven't we been doing this for longer, you know? And I think it's just, you know, the time is now, I I suppose. Um, And, you know, in terms of our partnership with Teams Grow Greens, we would love to be a key player in the transformation of the city of Milwaukee in a positive way. And I think that it's going to take... Uh, a village, and we're just one piece. And I think Teens Grow Greens is, is uniquely positioned to be right in the center of that and help drive a lot of that positive change and, and really start with the youth in the community and in communities that particularly, I think, uh, will be, uh, you know, really elevated by, by what they're working on. And, and we feel really, really lucky and, and blessed to be uh, partnered with them. That sounds great. And so, Mikaela, what's what's the future for the youth? What what does that look like in a year from now, two years from now? What what do you see the future for youth in this program? Um, our hope is that our graduates from the internship and the teams who have gone through the apprentices feel equipped with the with the skills and the the confidence to really lead the change that they wish to see in Milwaukee. So whether they are really passionate about food justice and want to increase the access to fresh and healthy food in the city, or they want to pursue, pursue their own entrepreneurship dreams, we hope that we can um, just support them in any way that we can, even after they graduate. So my goal is really to increase both the teams that we serve in Milwaukee through our uh, increased recruitment and also retention. So keeping them through the entire nine months so that they can really benefit from the program and then return as an apprentice um, and reap those benefits as well. That sounds like a great plan. And so finally, Dr. Wilson, I'm going to go the opposite 20 years. 20 years in the future, what do you see Teens Grow Greens look like? Ooh, did you say 20 years in the future? 20 years in the future. 20 years in the future. Um, 20 years in the future, I just see, um, wow, that uh, we basically worked with uh, a lot of young people to expand um, partnerships, not only in urban, but I also feel like suburban areas. Um, to work together to increase uh, fresh food um, access to all people within the city and throughout the city. Um, Also, just, um, again, uh, that sovereignty within communities where they have 
um, sovereignty over their food systems, their water systems, their energy systems, their, their infrastructure, their medical um, systems, um, and, and they are healthy again and healed. Um, and basically there's a healthy and healed context, right, the community itself, which will lend itself to uh, raising and, and basically being able to develop healthy and whole um, young people who will then go out into the world and, and do great things. That sounds wonderful. Dr. Sylvia Wilson, Michaela DuPont, and Alex Tyink, three people that, I got to say it, make me feel like a slacker with the work that they do, especially as it relates to food, um, removing food deserts. I see in 20 years food deserts literally becoming a thing of the past. And so with work like this from Fork Farms, Teens, Grow Greens, I think uh, – there's some great things in the future. Now, again, how can we reach? So, Alex, how do we reach Fork Farms? Uh, really simple. Go to our website, forkfarms.com. Uh, so it's F-O-R-K-F-A-R-M-S.com. And you can also find us on all the social media platforms, you know, Facebook and mm -hmm. Instagram and TikTok now. That's the new one. Oh. I'm learning that one. <laughs> <laughs> Kids like that. Yep. Okay. And yeah, thank, thank you for the opportunity today. Absolutely. What about Teens Grow Greens? Uh, you can find Teens Grow Greens on all the social media platforms as well. We're not on TikTok yet, but we're going to have to join. Um, you can also go to our website, teensgrowgreens.org. There you can find applications for youth to become a part, of, a part of our internship program. And you can also stop by Weber's Greenhouse and talk to some apprentices um, yourself and also um, support us by buying some plans. Sounds like a plan. Now, I just had a vision before we go. Dr. Wilson and Michaela on TikTok. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ah. We'll give you all the, the garden tips. All right. That sounds like a plan. Fork Farms, Teens Grow Greens. Thank you, Dr. Wilson. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you, Alex, for giving us such a great interview on something I really didn't know anything about. But now everyone, every listener, every fan knows. Thank you uh, for coming on. And I think that with that, um, I'll say have a great afternoon. Awesome. Thank you. Thank well, you. I appreciate the time. All right. Take care. That's, 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 I do feel like a slacker. I feel like a slacker. I mean, you know, I'm trying to. You know, grow a little box or something in my backyard. And they're, they're gr building greenhouses. Make sure you check out Teens Grow Greens. I, I bought some uh, greens from them. And I was shocked because when I looked at the greens, it didn't look like it would be something I would eat. And I'd be like, what is this? You know, it looks like, it looks like grass. It looks like weeds. But when you do your reading, and it's, that's why education is so important, that you read it and you find out that there are so many things you can do, that I can literally grow things like a farmer with, you know, somewhere, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars and I can build a, a vertical garden and feed my family. Hmm. Yep, I've been slacking. I admit it. <laughs> I admit it. 30 partners in Milwaukee area, 470 partners globally.
Park Farms and Teens Grow Green. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. This guy, what's your name again? What's what you call yourself? DJ Brother Z. DJ BZ. Yes, sir. DJ Brother Z. Thanks for uh, hanging in. Of course. Kyle's taking some well-deserved time off. So we like to hang out this afternoon. I don't even want to look at the temperature because I know it's going to be hot mm. when I get outside. So I want to turn on the air conditioner and chill. But, you know, there's always, like, tomorrow. So live from American Family Insurance Studios, I'm Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Remember, never miss a show by streaming us on multiple platforms, the Truth app. I say just download the Truth app so you can win some money when you get that text. I'm just saying. Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcasts thing called Apple and Google Podcasts. God bless.